we recognized that this was a, a tremendous opportunity and actually started feeling like a responsibility because we started hearing from women and girls around the world who were so excited that there was finally a brand for them. This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself with other high-level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand, October 26, 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to contact us ASAP at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now, on to today's episode. Many entrepreneurs dream of having a business they are passionate about, a business they know is making a difference in the world. Some entrepreneurs create that from their very first business. Others take years of hard work to merge those two missions. Today on the show, we have Fran Dunaway, who started an underwear line that quickly turned into a business that was making a huge difference. Fran is the founder of Tomboy X. She and her partner started making clothing as a fun side project in a garage. After hearing from their customers about how much they love their underwear, they changed their focus and became an underwear company. What is unique about Tomboy X's underwear? Check out the episode to find out. Without Further ado, let's welcome Fran to the show. Welcome, Fran, to the show. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And I had heard about you from the Shopify Masters podcast. A friend of the show runs it, and he talked briefly about what you had going on. And I really I checked out your website and listened to part of the podcast, and, and I like your branding and your style and the story that you have around Tomboy X. So we would just like to learn about you, Fran, like how you evolved into the entrepreneur that is running the businesses that you are today. Well, I kind of call myself an accidental entrepreneur. We started the company because I had a desire for a very nice shirt that you can find in menswear, but you can't find in women's. And that's a shirt made from high quality fabric that's very fitted, but also has fun details under the collar, like a Robert Graham or Ben Sherman. And so this was just a side project that we were going to do out of the garage just because I, I wanted a, a, a nice button-up shirt and couldn't find it. And so we picked the name Tomboy because we thought it was cute. We just thought it was a, a fun name. We, um, My wife and I started the company together, and at that time we, we, we were just dating. But we started the company together, and we picked the name just because we both identified with it as children being tomboys. And in order to pay for the shirts, we bootstrapped developing the shirts and having some samples made. We had some polos and an assortment of things. And then we ran a Kickstarter campaign in order to pay to get them into production. And while we had tremendous success with the shirts, we sold out. We have had no returns. But the interesting thing to us was about a week into the Kickstarter campaign, we recognized that the name was resonating. And I think because of our background in politics, we recognized that this was a, a tremendous opportunity and actually started feeling like a responsibility because we started hearing from women and girls around the world who were so excited that there was finally a brand for them. Mm. And they, it was, so we accidentally stepped into this white space. I think the smartest thing we did was recognize that it was a business opportunity. 
So you so, said you had a background in politics, Fran. What exactly were you guys doing? Uh, well, my background for the uh, past 15 years, or prior to this, I had for 15 years was an executive producer for a media strategies firm, and I produce political ads for Democratic campaigns nationwide uh, for candidates and campaigns, and so ran post-production and production for Bicoastal Office out of D.C. and Seattle. Wow, how cool. And are you involved in that world anymore, or is it full-time on Tomboy X? Full-time on Tomboy X, although they still are, uh, I, I still am like everyone else and getting the phone calls for contributions all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that ever ends, right? So what was that transition like for you? Because you're in the political world, you know, and working from a very different space and going into the, the accidental entrepreneur world. Was that something that felt natural for you or something that, you said you felt like it was a responsibility or something that you were kind of called to do? Yeah, you know, I've been an activist my entire life. I've always been out on the front of human rights and doing, I, w I was the on the board of governors and of the human rights campaign. I, I was the executive director for Equal Rights Washington. So the piece of wanting to contribute to the world, make the world a better place, but also that there was this unmet need within a community that was that that a large part of the community that I identify with and so I wanted to make sure that we responded to that but also recognize that it was bigger than a certain look and feel it was all, a lot of women and people that were identifying with that tomboy spirit whether it be as a child or as an adult which to them was meaning independent positive kind of that badass that gets out there and, and conquers the world and I think that we all have a have some of that internally and so that was what was resonating and the fact that we had we felt like we had an instant brand that had instant brand recognition just because of the name that we chose which was really lucky we we didn't again that wasn't intentional that was accidental and so that was the, the piece that we wanted to do and recognizing that that was really resonating and that we could have a positive impact because of, of that fact. And what's cool about this is you're still an activist in many ways, just you have a different platform, right? I think that's right. You know, one of the things that we were fortunate early on, we, we went through an accelerator in Boulder called Merge Lane, and through that relationship, we were connected very early on with a, a branding agency that had an internal uh, group that was working with new and upcoming. They could choose a couple of companies to work with every year, and we met this lovely woman, Courtney Loveman, for coffee one day, and she said, you know, I, I get it. And, and when she started talking, we knew she got it. And we knew that she was kind of that missing link in the marketing realm that could really put a voice to it. So she and her team came to Seattle and spent three days with us and spent a lot of time interviewing and, and talking to me and Naomi and really getting a sense of, of who we are and what our values are because we felt really strongly that if we were going to be a brand, we wanted to do it differently. We wanted to take a stance about things we care about, and we wanted to really. We're we're, we're both very much um, 
optimists. We're we're both very caring individuals, and and we also both have a tendency toward wanting to fix things. And so, I, I think that they did a, a really phenomenal job of kind of coalescing the things that care or that matter to us and that we care deeply about, and then put that into kind of a, a visual presentation as well as a messaging of verbiage that we then have taken and built upon in a very big way. Right. That's so cool. So tell us so, about the uh, evolvement of the brand and the business. You're in your garage, you're creating a shirt that you couldn't find anywhere. And what happened after that? Well, we did the Kickstarter campaign. It was very successful. Uh, we raised seventy-six thousand dollars in thirty days, and then we knew, okay, well, we can put our logo on things, and and that will sell. And so we started getting blanks, uh, but we became quickly became frustrated with with the, the getting of the blanks while we were waiting for our, our clothes to get out of production. Is that you could either buy women's blanks and they would go to an extra large, or you could buy kind of unisex blanks that would go to a larger size but they were a different style. And we felt like that was very exclusive, was not inclusive, let me put it that way. So we wanted to be all inclusive and we wanted people to not feel like if their body shape was different, um, that they weren't included in, in the Tomboy X brand. We felt like uh, our plus size community was subtly being shamed on, on by other brands that are out there and continue. And no one's really offering them quality clothing at the same price uh, as others. So we knew that we wanted to develop our own stuff that was an extra small uh, through a 4X. And really, Naomi was doing, so at this time, it was just me and Naomi. We, of course, we're not getting paid. We had met with a woman, uh, Julie Nomi, who's now been with us for three years, but she had 30 years of production experience. And she came into our lives at about the same time, coincidentally, I call it a magical moment when we started hearing from a lot of customers who want, who were emailing us and saying, you guys should make boxer briefs for women. Mm -hmm. And we had no idea that no one was doing that. So we started uh, looking into it and I went on to like Nordstrom.com and up came a pair of Spanx when I Googled women's boxer brief. And a local friend of ours who's a police officer she brought in her stack of men's boxer briefs, and she explained to us and uh, very clearly that, look, if you're wearing loose-fitting clothing like a police officer, firefighter, military, she was former military, anyone that wears loose-fitting clothing, the boxer brief is just a more comfortable, functional option for you because it doesn't ride up, it, it stays where it's supposed to be, and loose-fitting clothing obviously kind of moves stuff around. And so... That was that was one of the things that uh, we listened to our customer took copious notes on what she said were, was would make a difference that would make the optimal boxer brief. We actually named the first pair after her, the Good Karma. We've since rebranded <laughs> that's known as the six inch boxer brief, which is the inseam. And so yeah, so we introduced in September of 2014. We announced re via pre-order that we were coming out with two different lengths of boxer brief, a four and a half inch and a six inch. At the time, it was the Good Karma named after the police officer. And then because she was a police officer, the shorter version we called the Feeling Frisky. 
And so uh, we announced that there was were coming in two weeks. They sold out before they got there. We tripled our revenue in six months, and we started scratching our heads and saying, well, I think we might be an underwear company. How perfect is this? Because it is the perfect hero product that we could build a brand around yeah. that was very much about who you are on the inside. It's that layer between who you are on the inside and how you present on the outside. That's incredible. Fran, I want to ask you, it seems like this is a a fun brand because the names of the product lines. How would you say that this represents you and your personality? And it might even be, um, I'm sure it does, represents you and your wife's personality in relationship together. How do you feel like this is a reflection of you two? I think that more than anything, common thing that Naomi and I have is a, is a real appreciation and respect for, for people who are doing amazing things. And we just take a lot of joy in, in watching people and appreciating them for who they are. Um, I'd say that we're not quick to judge and we embrace and are just very uh, open to kind of new and uh the whole spectrum of, of presentation, of expression of who you are, and find a lot of joy in that. And then the other piece is around the values that we have of wanting to be inclusive, not wanting to for, for people to feel ashamed about who they are, and also just that sense of being empowered. We feel like a lot of uh, brands out there spend a lot of time and effort, either subtly or not so subtly, trying to tell people how to be cool. Mm. And at our core, we recognize or we feel that people are pretty darn cool the way that they are. And and we share that desire for, for people to be unapologetic about who they are every day. And um, that's something we value very highly. Are you enjoying today's episode? I hope so. We're working hard to pick the minds of higher level entrepreneurs to bring you some applicable tactics for your business. October 26th, we will have our most impactful event ever. The experience includes private accommodations, workshops, masterminds, advisors, high-speed Wi-Fi at a beautiful resort complex. So if you're ready to seriously take your business to the next level, contact us at theentrepreneurhouse.com. And now back to the show. When you guys realized that you were going to be an underwear company or that you had an underwear business on your hands, did you focus just solely on underwear for a certain period of time until you evolved into other products or re-evolved into different products? Absolutely. We realized we needed to focus. Well, it actually kind of we, – we started with a wider funnel because we had our shirts and then we had uh, – we were featuring other brands – we, we had Lucky Brand um, jewelry and belts, and then we had other socks. And we, so we were initially going for a whole look. And so then we got rid of all of that. We rebranded with the work we did with the branding agency. Uh, last July, we rebranded and, and co- so refreshed the brand. The new website went up, our new way of photography, the new messaging, all of that. And, uh, boy, I was so glad to see the photos that I'd been taking finally go away. Uh, and so that was that was like the the brand refresh was a year ago, and we really focused on kind of expanding the underwear line because one working with Julie, she's her attention to detail and quality 
we started recognizing that no one in the underwear space, especially in women's, is focused on quality and fit. And we got it right. We have an incredible, silky soft, high-quality waistband that will last as long as the underwear, the stitching, the attention to detail. So we added uh, other lengths of boxer briefs based on customer feedback. With the rebrand, we've uh, changed kind of our, our messaging, and we want uh, we're being much more gender neutral focused and all inclusive in that regard as well. And now we a couple of weeks ago introduced a bikini cut, so again expanding our demographic and focused more on the fit and the quality. We don't want to be a fast fashion company. We don't want our stuff ending up in a landfill after a couple of months. Mm -hmm. uh, our, our underwear is built to last, and we added a bra, very successful. We've added a new eco-friendly fabric. All, all of our fabrics, we make sure they're certified, but we added a, a sustainable beechwood fabric, which is our luxury micro-modal in a variety of cuts, and they're spectacular. And so, yeah, we've just eventually gradually adding more product and working on expanding our reach. So we added Swim, and again, that was by popular demand. We had a lot of discussion and a lot of advice that was around, okay, don't expand, don't go into Swim, that's a whole new category, but we knew our customer wanted it, and it was the right move. We we introduced it in, in two months ago and have had a 75% uh, sell-through rate. So um, it's it's been phenomenal. We came out with via our launch pad and we just, we introduced the concept. We get, we take copious notes on the feedback, which we take very seriously. And then we, we reiterate and we'll come back out with more later in the year. It's very smart. I'm sure you get some men that buy the underwear sometimes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of good quality underwear. And my theory is like, you know, underwear is the first thing you put on every morning and it should be a high quality high underwear. Quality. So you feel good. You're going to feel good depending on the clothes that you wear. And so I always try to find the best underwear possible. You describing your brand really kind of got me excited. I was like, man, I wonder if they, it's okay if men get a pair, you know, and try them out or, or if they make specific, specific underwear for men. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's a, a really great point. And we get some amazing emails from people who are so moved when they first put the underwear on. But absolutely, we have a lot of male customers. It's, it's, an, it's interesting because we're in the gender neutral space. But when you're marketing online or with images and whatnot, it's, it, there's this whole issue around male and female. And I find it very interesting. And I love what the millennial generation or the younger generation are all looking at and questioning gender and, and along a spectrum because seriously, uh, the the boxer briefs, especially the micro modal, have uh, are a very forgiving fa fabric and they'll fit any any body type. And so we really don't uh, feel like there has to be exclusive. Um, you know, some men do like to have a pouch in their underwear, but there are a lot of men's underwear that don't include a pouch and. Yeah. We have a, a large and growing community of men that absolutely love our, especially our Michael Modell. That's cool. I'll have to check out a pair. So, Fran, I want to ask you, the theme of our podcast is 
of these part series of podcast is talking about higher level entrepreneurs that have created a location independent type of business. So I'm wondering if you have any suggestions for entrepreneurs that are out there to create a business that keeps them location independent and also how you enjoy that location independent freedom for yourself and your personal life. Well, we are we're based in Seattle. Uh, we do a lot of travel and hope to do so more this year to kind of get out there and be spreading the word. Uh, with underwear, we feel like people want to touch and feel it more, and we'd like to engage more with our customer base. We have uh, grown to a staff of 11 the last year and a half, so we are somewhat location-based in that we have a team here but with all of the technology and various ways of communicating and keeping in touch, we just feel like a mobile office is, is a great way to become a global brand more quickly. And so we're constantly trying to figure out what, what our next move is as we set up pop-up shops in different cities and in different countries and kind of figuring out that piece, piece as we go. Fran, we're going to wrap up the podcast there. I want to ask you if the listeners would like to reach out and learn more about what you guys have going on. Where's the best place they could do that at? Absolutely. We have a, an email that they can reach us at info at tomboyx.com. And I'd be happy to respond and, and engage with people. I'm, uh, we have come this far with a lot of mentors and a lot of help along the way. And so I'm happy to pay it forward. What's next for you guys? What's the next five years look like? Continue growth. Uh, we're just raising some funds. We, we are actually up until about a month ago, we didn't have a creative marketing team. We had one analyst that was helping us really focus on just getting the analytics down and knowing what our levers and baseline was. So we've got a whole lot of fun, exciting stuff coming with content brand ambassadors and really pushing the boundaries of, of what it means to be a brand in today's world. Very cool. Fran, I want to give you a huge thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all your tips and tricks and your wisdom with us. And thank you for telling about your, your passion and your mission with Tomboy X. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. This is a wonderful service. And listeners, thank you guys for joining us once again. We're going to wrap up there, and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for established entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day-to-day, -day you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for the attendees, and you'll get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This this year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, and co-working spaces. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, don't hesitate to contact us, theentrepreneurhouse.com. We will respond as soon as we can. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.